You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Six to one, the Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Feliz the high set. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball, strike three call. The Rangers are going to the World Series. You are Lock on the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick of the Dallas Morning News, and boy, howdy, did we have a weekend. There was a very distinct way that I wanted to go with this episode on Sunday before the game. Then after the game, there was a very different way that I wanted to go with it. And then after the nonsense that happened with the Marlins broke out, there was another way. And then with this latest news with Corey Kluber, it's just completely just derailed everything that I thought I wanted to do with this episode. So, you know, it's basically going to be like the combination of like 18 different things that all happened. Um, and I'm going to try my best to touch on everything because there is a lot that happened this weekend. Um, the Rangers played baseball. They played three real baseball games that counted. They are one and two. No thank you to Trevor Story, who absolutely demolished the Rangers this weekend. But Joey Gallo hit the first home run in Globe Life field history in his first at-bat wearing powder blue uniforms. And, you know, if that doesn't send a message about how powerful the powder blues are, I don't know what does. I mean, maybe the them being 0-1 in powder blue uniforms so far. But... That is because Corey Kluber exited after one inning of work with a shoulder injury. He got an MRI, and it was revealed that he had a tear in his shoulder, and he's going to be out at least a month. Um, It's not great. Really not great news for the Rangers, not at all what they were hoping for. Um, It is a grade 2 tear of the teres major muscle in his right shoulder, Um, According to the Rangers, he will have platelet-rich plasma therapy later this week. He's on the IL, and he's shut down from throwing a minimum of four weeks. Um, Also, it's looking like when he comes back, he will not be a starter. Um, He won't have enough time to um, get back the the kind of, um, I don't know, longevity, stamina. That's the word I'm looking for. Words are hard. Um, The stamina that... He needs to be a starter, um, but um, it's looking like Colby Allard will replace um, Kluber in the rotation. Um, it's just things are weird. Things are really weird. Corey Kluber slots, or um, sorry, Colby Allard slots in as the fifth starter. Um, and gosh, if he does return this year, it's a big if. Um, yeah, it would likely be as a reliever for Evan Grant of the Dallas Morning News. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's it's not great. Things aren't great. Um, but, hey, on the positive note, um, at least no Rangers have coronavirus right now. Um, well, besides Brett Martin, who's recovering. But no players who went and played in a game and possibly infected other people have coronavirus. Because that happened. That happened on Sunday. The Miami Marlins and Philadelphia Phillies played on Sunday, knowing that there were players on the on the Miami Marlins who tested positive for COVID-19. And in a group text, they decided, yeah, let's go ahead and play. Because, of course, that's what players do. I'm not here to shame the players in wanting to play. They'll always want to play. But the MLB's 
just halfway guideline, no guideline really at all um, on how to come back. They spent so much freaking time negotiating over labor and over things that weren't as important. They are important in service time and contracts and, and all that good stuff um, and not having a salary cap. But they're not as important as making sure the players are safe and the coronavirus protocols are thorough and just dismissing the bubble basically almost out of hand in Arizona, even though Arizona is a huge hotspot, like it's, it's not something that should be overlooked. The first pro sports tournament has already taken place and been done and is over. It happened with the national women's soccer league in Utah. Things were strict. There were fewer teams, fewer players. Um, they do have 11 players on the field as opposed to nine, um, in baseball, but they're, were not there are not 30 teams in the NWSL that were participating. I believe there were nine in the tournament. Um, but on Sunday, they completed their tournament. It took about, um, I think, a little over a month. Um, they started in um, June. They were the first um, ball, I guess, ball sport is how I would describe it. I think golf came back before them, um, but the first, like, team sport, because golf and, I believe, NASCAR also came back before the NWSL. But they completed the tournament. They did things well. They were in Utah um, in a bubble scenario. Um, so things worked out fine there. They had their crap together. Um, the NBA looks like they have their crap together. There are no positive tests there um, and having their bubble in Orlando. Um, the MLS had a little bit of a, an outbreak with um, the uh, FC Dallas testing positive and having to decide to leave the bubble. Um the NHL is finally knows what they're doing. The Eastern teams will be in um, Toronto and the Western teams that are remaining will be in um, Edmonton, I believe. And after I think something around the neighborhood of 400 tests, there were zero positive results in the NHL that just came out today. So good for them. They also don't have all of their teams going because like the NBA, they decided to cut out the people who were the bottom feeders and really we're not going to make the playoffs. So um, as to limit the spread. Now, the NBA talked about how it might be nearly impossible to have a full NBA season in a bubble format um, if they were to have a bubble format next year, which, you know, if there's no control of this spread, if there's no vaccine, it's looking like that might be the case for base, or for the NBA, which is starting in um, December. So what's to stop them from... Uh, What's a, what's going to make them be able to have a regular season in their stadiums um, like baseball is trying to do? Thankfully, at least it's contained to hopefully just the Marlins and the Phillies. Um, the Marlins home opener that was supposed to be today is canceled. The team is remaining in Philadelphia and testing. There are, I think, 11 positive cases that have come about as of testing today. As of Friday, I believe there were four positive cases but they still decide decided to labor on and you know try their best and see what would happen and what happened is even more people got infected one of the people who was infected is uh, a player who's near and dear to my heart former rangers prospect jorge alfaro who is a catcher one of the um definitely the big the biggest strongest arm in baseball um and one of the first pro players i ever interviewed um really good guy and you know i don't want anybody to have coronavirus i really doesn't matter if they're the Marlins, doesn't matter if they're the Phillies, doesn't matter who the heck they are. I don't want anyone to have coronavirus. It's a horrible, scary disease. It affects everybody. Even Freddie Freeman talked about his bout. He was worried for his life. 
He's 30. He is a professional athlete. He is very, very healthy. All these things that people think will make them immune to the virus, um, and then some would be in effect for um, Freddie Freeman. But he took things seriously. He still got coronavirus and was really scared for his life. Um, so baseball needs to get its crap together. It needed to get its crap together forever ago. I th- was critical at the time, thinking that they were way too fast on this. Okay, we agreed that we're going to have a season. Now um, there's some deadlines, um, some precautions, whatever. Um, let's just make it happen. They definitely rushed way back into it. Um, the NBA had two months of planning stringently for a bubble scenario. They had all kinds of um, health specialists and um, infectious disease specialists come and consult with them on how this all worked. And most of them said, if you're going to have a season, if you're going to have a bubble, you did this right. Um, I didn't hear any about anything about that when MLB announced their plan to come back. They were not praised widely for their thoughtfulness and their um, attention to care and attention to detail um, of the players. So I was even more supportive. I'm supportive of any professional athlete that wants to sit out this season um, in any sport, really, no matter what it looks like for fear of getting the coronavirus, maybe jeopardizing your long-term career, jeopardizing your long-term health, long-term health of your family. I understand. It makes sense. And I would not begrudge anybody for wanting to sit out, but especially baseball players who it seems like MLB really, really jumped the gun and messed up rushing back to this um, to this season. And I don't think that there's been nearly enough done, and I don't think this is going to be the, the only incident. And I wonder how many incidents like this it will take before baseball decides to shutter the season. Um, we take a quick break. When we come back, I really want to talk about um, the pregame messaging from the Rangers um, about the Black Lives Matter movement, about their movement for equality um, for people of color um, and for people in their community, and also why the stuff with the kneeling upsets me, but doesn't even really matter that much, um, even in the terms of the debate that it is sparking. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Now, you may not be driving a whole lot now, but soon enough, things are going to start opening back up and you will need your car. And if you're a big car person, you can probably spend a lot of this time working on your car. Um, rockauto.com is the place to go for whatever you need um, for your car or truck. RockAuto.com, they're their family business. They serve auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules, brake, pa- brake parts and tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Um, RockAuto.com, catalog, their catalog is remarkably easy to use. Um, it, you can quickly see all the parts that are available for your vehicle and choose from the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Today's episode is also brought to you by CBDMD. It doesn't matter if you're a pro athlete, stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in a super uncomfortable office chair. We all need support to get through the day. And CBDMD is here for you. Um, Luckily, our friends have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. 
CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and Vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com. Promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. So there was this big story in The Athletic, a really, really long story by good friend of the pod, uh, Levi Weaver, um, that actually came out Sunday. So, yeah, yesterday. What are days? There have been, there's been too much baseball news in the last few days. I've literally watched, I think, 36 hours of baseball since the MLB st- season started. So um, everything is kind of blurring together. But before the Rangers opening day game, uh, they... Every team in baseball did this. They held a black ribbon um, around both teams, um, around the dugout before the national anthem. Um, and before the game, Rangers players wore black shirts um, that either said Black Lives Matter or there was this logo that was specifically designed um, by the team with um, hands gripping a bat, um, hands of every different race, um, talking about support and equality. There was also a Martin Luther King quote that was chosen by a pitcher, Taylor Hearn. Um, on that shirt, and um, so anyone who wasn't wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt was wearing that. Then there was a moment of silence before the national anthem where it seemed like about half the team decided to kneel and half the team didn't. It wasn't even during the anthem, um, but then when the anthem was actually played, um, it was half the people on both teams, both the Rockies and the Rangers, that were kneeling um, in the weird ceremony before um before the national anthem. Then when the national anthem was played, everybody on both teams was standing except for outfielder Matt Kemp. Uh, my support to Matt Kemp and anybody who wants to do that, um, I think um, there's definitely a place for that. And I was honestly really surprised that Willie Calhoun was standing for the national anthem. He talked um, about years ago um, when the A's catcher decided to take a knee during the national anthem um, Bruce Maxwell um, and how Bruce Maxwell approached him before the game and talked about, Hey, I'm going to do this. Would you like to join me? And Delano says no. And he talked this year about how he regretted not kneeling with him then. Um, So I'm a little surprised he didn't do that now. Um, But there was always a lot of comments and a lot of nonsense on both sides and whatever. Um, And Chris Woodward main comment uh, was was being upset that people thought that they kneeled which just if that's the thing you're most upset about then i have concerns that you don't understand what's going on which is which is weird because chris woodward is a guy who has always seemed to get it understand that it's not about who kneels who disrespects what flag or troops or section of people or idea or individual right or whatever it's not about that it's about police brutality it's about black people's lives mattering and that's literally all it's about they also made a statement that they they believe that black lives matter but don't agree with the political aspects of the black lives matter campaign which is dumb because there are no political aspects 
believing that black people shouldn't be killed is not political. It is a human rights thing. And if that's political, then examine your politics because there's something funky going on there. Um, but anyway, I talked a lot about um, <clears throat> with Levi about this topic um, before um, before this even this article even went up, and how I had some frustrations with the things that the Rangers did, um, with why were some people not even kneeling in the pre-anthem thing. It doesn't make sense. Levi kind of addressed that there. It's like, what you're not, you couldn't possibly be disrespecting anything by kneeling randomly before a national anthem is played. Like, it's just dumb. The fact that the national anthem's even played at all, and don't even get me started on God Bless America, don't know at all why that's ha still happening now. This is the perfect year to just cut that out. Like, there's no reason it doesn't add anything. We've already got our patriotic theme song. Before the game, you don't need another one in the middle of the game. It's not adding thing, anything, and it's just frustrating um, and unnecessarily polarizing. It's really, there's no need for it. It doesn't benefit anything. Um, anyway, but my main concern is that the discussion always seems to run in circles. It always seems to be about who's kneeling, and, and by them kneeling, what does this mean, and who are they disrespecting? Are, they, are the troops mad? Are the flags mad? Are the people on either side mad that they actually didn't do enough. It's just, it's so exhausting that that's the discourse. And in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter at all. If someone kneels or does this, if they don't put any action behind it, Colin Kaepernick started this trend because he didn't feel patriotic. He wanted to bring awareness to the topic of black people being killed by police officers and black lives mattering. That's what it's all about. And even though he tried to make it about that, the discourse absolutely drowned out the whole point of him making the statement and, and doing this publicly is that he wanted to bring awareness to the issue, which happened a little bit, but not as much. Um, did it just get lost in his protest? Wasn't the right way at the right time, whatever stigma someone wanted to throw on it. But I think it's really important that we don't focus as much on who's kneeling, who's not putting their hand over their heart or not saying whatever patriotic act, whatever visual act you want to commit to. I think that's fine. Go do it. Um, <clears throat> but if you're not going to talk about the reasons behind it and you're not going to put any money or action or commitment behind the movement that you're claiming to support or wanting the issue you want to draw attention to, then what are you doing? What is the point of anything you're doing if it's not actually bettering people's lives? Taking a knee before the anthem to say that um, black people dying at the hands of police is wrong is fine, but if you're not going to put effort um, into advancing black causes or uh, applying pressure to have more accountability for police officers or reforming systems that protect people who commit violence against people with impunity, then your act means nothing. And I think the Rangers get it a little bit. I know the, the front office, JD seems to get it a lot. Um, and he brought this up when he, when this was first becoming an issue is that, um, yeah, our words are nice and our statements are nice and, um, doing that is 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 good, but it's not good enough. It's not 
as important as investing in communities, as um, building up people who are different than you, listening and empathizing with people who are different than you, and giving money and time and effort and your attention to these causes that are important. So I encourage you to not worry so much whether you think the flag is disrespected or the troops are disrespected by kneeling, which they're really not. We can talk, you can have a whole discussion, look up a whole bunch of issues about how black veterans retreated when they returned from war in World War II um, and the issues they had finding housing or jobs or anything. And then still today, um, some issues with black veterans that um, definitely don't feel um, disrespected by anyone kneeling during the national anthem um, because that was never what it's about. And we shouldn't let it get lost what this is actually about. It's about advancement for people who have it rough and who are being persecuted um, because of the color of their skin. It's about ending racism. It's about supporting people and listening to people when they say, hey, there's a problem here. Let's do something about it and actually doing something about it. So it doesn't matter what side of the political aisle you vote for. It doesn't matter um, where you live. It doesn't matter um, what kind of car you drive. It matters what kind of person you are because it's all about ending racism. It's going to take all of us. It's not just black people. It's not just white people. It's all of us. And if you aren't doing your part, which is just having these conversations, taking the time to think about these issues. Um, I mean, not everybody's going to be Dr. Martin Luther King and fix everything. And even even MLK, as much as he did, he didn't fix everything because this is a huge problem and it's going to outlive us. It's probably going to outlive us. And that's depressing and upsetting to think about. But we have to try because eventually this might get worked out or at least it'll be much better than it is because it needs to be much better than it is. And it has needed to be much better than it has been for a long time. So it's all of our duties to do our part to make this issue better in our lifetime so that our kids, our grandkids, the youngins, if you don't have kids, um, will have it better than we do. Because right now it's inexcusable to be where we are at this point. And saying that black people's lives matter is not a political movement. It is a human movement. So... If you're in favor of people, do your part, have these conversations, and remember, it's not about the gesture, it's about the actions behind it.